and welcome to License to Talk Insurance, a podcast for independent insurance agents. My name is Amanda Yanis, and I am the Director of Marketing at Chicagoland SIA and one of your hosts for this podcast. Hi, this is Kelsey Conklin-Ramsey. I'm the Director of Digital Strategy here at Chicagoland, and I'm your other host for this podcast. Today, we are going to focus entirely on developing a digital strategy. Having a strategy to expand your digital presence, to implement new digital technologies is so important for our members and for all independent insurance agents. And luckily we have our resident expert here, Kelsey, and she is going to start to take us through her process of how she works with members, how she gets them rolling on their strategy. So Kelsey, I know you have a little bit of an outline of what you want to talk about today, so why don't we just hit the ground running with this, and what's the first thing people should do when it comes to developing their digital strategy? Yeah, thanks, Amanda, um, for that that intro. So when members or any independent insurance agent, really, is thinking about their digital strategy and their online presence, we really want to make sure that first and foremost, that there is an end goal in mind, right? So what, what is the intent behind your online presence? What, what do you want? Most people want to bring in leads, right? They want to bring in leads. They want to increase their sales. So that's a great goal in mind, but we want to make sure that goal is, is, is numerical, right? It can be measured. But if you want sales to go up by 10% in your next calendar year, that's a great place to start. And if you don't hit that goal... That's okay. Like you're not going to always achieve every goal you set it to do, but that's when you get to analyze why didn't you hit this goal and what can you do differently to see if you can hit that goal next time. Absolutely. Absolutely. Amanda. So when it comes to having this goal and then reviewing kind of your numbers from, from that previous year, you really want to go in and make sure, okay, what were the tools and resources that I was using this year and what worked and what didn't work? Because you want to make sure, okay, what's working, I want to continue doing and invest in that in the upcoming calendar year. Whereas the other, you know, the other areas that haven't been working, maybe you take that away or at least reduce that for, for the upcoming year as well. It's really important too, when you're goal setting, recognizing that you don't have to do it all. You want to make sure that you're focusing on the areas that are working, that are working for you. Um, just because if you're trying to do it all, it won't come off as authentic. It won't come off as genuine. And I know Amanda and I have talked a lot about authenticity in previous podcast episodes. So just making sure that what you're doing in terms of your of your goal setting and making sure that you want to hit that sales goal or, or whatever it is for you for this upcoming calendar year that you're able to do this in a way that's realistic for you. We always say quality over quantity, right? Don't be spitting out hundreds of things um, or being on all these different platforms if you're not going to commit to all of these different platforms. If Facebook is really hitting that mark for you, stay on Facebook. If you're not seeing as much traction on Instagram, maybe take a pause on Instagram for the upcoming calendar year and focus on the areas that are actually working for you, whether that's Google, whether that's LinkedIn. If you're seeing your SEO, you know, is helping you bring in a lot through Google and on your website, then that's a great area to continue to focus on. I, I think step one definitely is, is goal setting and making sure that it's clear as to what you want to achieve in the upcoming calendar year. And you might have lots of things you want to achieve. Like we all want to you know, improve our sales goal, improve our retention, improve this, improve our, our website, improve our social media channels. And sometimes 
there's just so many things you want to do that you have to sit down and you have to prioritize them. So when I started at Chicago and SIA, I also came on to our retail branch, which is Conklin Insurance Agency as their director of marketing. And Conklin had a website, but their website was very minimal. There were only a couple of pages. There was very little content. We didn't have landing pages for each of our insurance products that we sell. We really didn't have, we had a blog, but it wasn't really focused on insurance. It was being written by an outside party. And when I came on, I looked at this website and I said, this is my priority. I have to get this website flushed out. I have to get more content on here. We have to start generating organic traffic. And if we're going to use paid traffic, we have to have something for those paid clicks to be coming to that is going to convert. So while there was other things I wanted to do, like I definitely wanted to expand our social media and I wanted to do all these things, I had to prioritize that website because that website was really the core of all of the things that I wanted to do. So it had to be ready for me to then build onto these other channels, the social media, the paid advertising, had to be put our, sort of on the back burner while we got our website sorted out. So it's okay to be like, I have all these goals and all these things that I wanna do, but you have to focus in on the most important ones and get them done first, especially if it's something like a website where all of your other digital stuff is going to be pointing people towards your website. So really, I think prioritizing your goals and focusing in on what you can achieve in one year is really important when it comes to goal setting. Definitely, Amanda. And I, I think that brings some great insight for our members, especially for our members who are just starting out. A lot of them feel overwhelmed because it's it's a lot at first, you know, to get that website up and running, you have your agency management system, you're also trying to attract new clients. There's a lot to take in. So making sure that you're being realistic with yourself and with your goals and building that foundation. And that's so important is having that strong foundation, especially with the website. That's typically what we recommend to members to focus on first, just because you're you're exactly right. It's the place that you're you're sending all of these folks to, whether it's from your Google business profile. If you do decide to go the paid media route, that's exactly where you're going to be driving them to. Your website is the sales per, is your online salesperson uh, when you can't be there at all hours of the day and night because you have a life outside of your agency and you also need to sleep, right? <laughs> so it's it is your digital salesperson. It's your online sales tool. Amanda, you really cued us up nicely into the next portion of developing your digital strategy. So obviously the first the first step is setting those goals and being intentional with your goals. Then the next step is really developing that strategy. Um, so when we're talking about strategy, we're, we're really focusing in on the steps that a member or an independent agent should be taking in order to help achieve those goals um, using online tools and, and their digital presence. So this is a great opportunity for members to really start to flush out how they want to achieve their goals and what what tools and what platforms that they should be using. So this is a good opportunity to schedule a meeting with me, especially going into an upcoming calendar year where we can sit down and discuss the, the goals and what's worked previously and what hasn't worked previously. Or if 
you know, you're a newer member or newer to the independent agency world, this is a good opportunity for us to sit down and really hone in on where your comfort level is, but then also who your target market and who your target audience is. And that's important for any member, not only just a new member, but any member coming in and saying, okay, this is who I'm really looking to target in this upcoming calendar year. And this is where I want to be growing my bottom line. Whether it's existing clients or new clients, it's important to also understand who your target audience is and where they're spending time. That's ultimately going to help a member or an independent agent determine where they're going to reach these individuals online. If you haven't flushed out, if a member hasn't flushed out their, their target market yet, that's a whole different conversation. But it's a good opportunity for us to sit down and say, okay, if you're a new member who is coming from a captive agency, are you focused on going after personal lines clients in your first year and your second year before getting comfortable with commercial lines? Or if you're an existing agency and you're really wanting to get involved in that commercial line space, whether that's beauty salons or, you know, contractors, et cetera, that's a good opportunity for us to sit down and say, okay, where, where is your target market spending time? What platforms are they using? What avenues can you be taking in order to reach them online? Or not even that, but what content should you be putting out just to make sure that you are attracting, attracting these clients? That's a great opportunity for us to, to then be strategic in all aspects of your online presence so that you can not only save time, which saves money, but you can yield better results with your online presence. So in that initial strategy meeting, again, we will be discussing your target market, what has worked in the past if you have been going after that target market, and then we can discuss your, your strategy in terms of how you will utilize your online presence, whether that's updating your website so that you have these individual coverage pages for if you're, again, you're going after commercial lines clients and you're going after specific types of restaurants, making sure that you have all of those important aspects on your website so that if someone's searching for a specific type of coverage, that your page, that your website will appear on Google so that they know that you are the trusted advisor and expert in that field. That's very important, but also making sure that if, if you have existing clients that are on your social media pages and you want to help with retention or also cross-selling, making sure that these folks know not only do you handle personal lines, so auto, home, you also can provide them solutions for their businesses if they have them. These are great tools to be using so that you can make sure that these individuals do know, hey, I, I can provide these solutions for you just making sure that we are using these platforms to the most of their ability. So Amanda, I know I just, I just talked a lot. <laughs> I just talked a little bit too much, but I really want to get your feedback in terms of strategy since you are the one who's developing digital strategy, not only for the Chicagoland side of the business, but for Conklin as well. Absolutely. Everything you said, I a hundred percent agree with. I do have some additional notes uh, when it comes to your target audience. So you might have a target audience that you want to go after that just isn't feasible for you or isn't worth the amount of time, effort, and money that you're going to put into it. And it's important to sort of do a competitive analysis of, okay, if you want to go after this target market, who else is going after this target market? And one that comes instantly to mind 
is personal auto insurance. Everyone says, I want to go after personal auto insurance. And usually they use the word cheap. I want to get everybody's personal auto insurance. I want to advertise and win in cheap auto insurance. This is just not feasible for most independent insurance agents. This is where captive agents really shine. This is where direct writers really shine. To win in that market, you are going to have to spend a lot of money. You're going to have to spend a lot of time. You're going to have to spend a lot of effort. And for what? You're going to get auto policies with clients that are always looking to renew uh, at a lower rate. They're always going to want to go to the cheapest place. And that's not always going to be you. So you might win them this year, but are they going to renew with you? You don't know. So I think doing that sort of introspection on who your target audience is and if it's somebody you can win in and if it's somebody that's worth your time. So for Conklin Insurance Agency, we actually have three key target audiences. We do restaurants. Specifically, we do franchise restaurants and we do contractors. And then for personal lines, we look for our high value personal lines clients. When I say high value, that doesn't necessarily mean you know we're going after millionaires and billionaires. So that'd be nice. But our target audience description for high value clients or high net worth value clients in personal lines is usually that they own their home. Uh, we usually look for people that are married, have children, because then there's a lot of opportunities for more policies. If you're married, there's likely two cars, which means two auto policies versus one. If they have children, that could mean more policies for auto in the future. We also find that people that fit this demographic tend to be more interested in life insurance policies. If they are a multi-property owner, so snowbirds for sure, where they own a property in the north and then they own a second property in the south. So there are ways to make personal lines target audience more appealing because you can sell more policies, not necessarily that the one policy you're going to get from them is high value. So this is a perfect example is why it's so important to really understand your target market. Right, Amanda? Yes. And where that target market is online, with personal lines, they could be anywhere. It really depends on their interests, their demographics. So Facebook, they probably are LinkedIn. Most people tend to be on LinkedIn these days for their professional services that they offer, promoting their business, or even looking for a new job. So personal lines, I feel like they usually tend to be in a lot of places versus when we're talking about restaurant owners and contractors, like it's a little bit more niche. Uh, We do find that restaurant owners do tend to be on LinkedIn for the most part, but contractors are usually more of a Facebook audience uh, because they are more that blue collar and they are looking more for a business to customer relationship, which is more Facebook, whereas LinkedIn tends to be a business to business, which I don't know why that appeals to restaurant owners, but in our experience, it has been there. Maybe it's because we target franchisees that we find them there and they're doing their networking with other franchisees. So it is sort of like you just kind of got to almost just think logically about, okay, if I were selling my services, where would I be? What would I be networking? And then go and look for these people. So Amanda, I think you bring up some really good points in terms of where your target market is spending time. 
So once we determine the strategy, we then go into the planning phase so that we can start then getting into the execution phase. So when it comes to planning, that's really, again, getting pen to paper with your goal, your goals, plural, and your strategy. When we're talking about planning, (laughs) we're talking about marketing plans and digital strategy plans. So a lot of our members admittedly do not put together formal marketing plans. And if anyone who's listening to this that has been through the BIA program, or if you haven't gone through the BIA program, I highly recommend it. It's the Business Insurance Advantage program that Gail and Christine, our agency growth coaches, put together. They discuss heavily on the importance of marketing plans, especially when you're targeting any type of commercial lines client. And those typically are yearly plans and they're essential to outline um, what you want to do, especially each month to make sure that you are following along with that strategy to make sure that you're hitting your goals. And it'll also help you in the execution part of this because it'll help hold you accountable. It'll hold a member or any type of independent agent accountable for hitting those goals. So when it comes to planning, one of the big conversations that you should be having with your team or just questions that you should be asking yourself if you're you're a solo independent agent, but having those budget conversations, uh, making sure that you're setting yourself up for success for the upcoming year and making sure that you are budgeting and planning for all of the expenses that you will incur planning that digital strategy. So when we're talking about budget, some things to keep in mind are your website costs, right? Um, typically upfront with an independent agent, the costs are, are smaller because you're getting set up and up and running. So you're with a, a website vendor that might not have a heavy upfront cost. But as you get into year two, year three of your agency, and you're really honing in and developing that online presence, that might be something to reevaluate and say, okay, I'm making, I have a little bit more cash flow now, and I think I can invest a little bit more on, on my website. So that's a good time to be having that conversation is in the upcoming upcoming marketing year, calendar year with your marketing plan, making sure that you're budgeting out if you do want to start spending a little bit more money on your website. Um, on top of that, if you have a customer relationship management system, that's a that's a great thing to plan along and to budget for along with your agency management system. Um, and then if you're deciding to, to spend any money additional in addition to this with any type of paid advertising, so we can talk through, you know, the, the digital formats, whether that's Facebook ads, Google ads, LinkedIn ads, but We're talking also more postcards and marketing materials. And these are all things I'm definitely going to point to Amanda because she has a lot of experience with this. But Amanda, when it comes to budgeting, what are some of the conversations that you're having and how are you thinking about it when you're making that making that budget plan? So I first started with Conklin Insurance Agency. There wasn't really a budget when I asked about what the budget is. They asked me what I needed Uh, and we really didn't have a plan. Which is nothing against my predecessor. She was part-time and working again for both Chicagoland and Conklin. And it was a lot. And we, she did a lot of other stuff outside of the digital. So this is nothing against her. But when I started with my experience, the first thing I wanted to know is what's my budget and what's our plan. And I was told, well, there isn't one. So I had never worked in insurance before. So that was sort of a, well, great, where do I start? The first thing I said that I looked at was the website, and I knew we had to do a lot of work there. 
but I also was interested in doing paid advertising. Paid advertising is definitely something a lot of industries do to drive leads. So I started dipping my toe into that and I sort of picked a number that I thought was reasonable and set some goals of what my expectations were for what we should get back on that number. And I was completely wrong. So the first few months of paid advertising, because it can take a while for a paid campaign to sort of find its legs, I did not know what I was doing wrong, but it was wrong. So I sort of had to break that down. Okay, is it my campaign itself? Is it my targeting? Is it my wording? Is it the platforms I'm on? What is wrong here? Is it the amount of money I'm throwing at this? And the more research I did, the more it became obvious that it was the money. I had drastically underestimated the cost of paid-for-click advertising in the insurance world. And the more research I did into that, the more shocking it became of just how expensive it is when you're talking about paid-for-clicks in the insurance industry, especially in personal lines. I think at the time, the number was the average cost per click for insurance-related topics was $75 a click. And I was drastically underprepared for that. So the next time my budget came around, I had to look at it and I had to sort of put on my, my pleading hat and be like, I need more money in my budget. I need more money for these paid advertisings if this is what we're going to continue to do. Because the reason I believe we're not getting the click-throughs and the leads and the prospects that I expected is because we're not competitive in the budget. So they agreed and we put more money into it. And again, it didn't work. So then I again was looking at, okay, we were doing paid Facebook ads, we were doing paid LinkedIn ads, and we were doing paid Google ads. And we were getting some hits, we were getting some click-throughs, but we weren't really seeing leads converting. And the deeper I looked into these platforms, the more concerned I became. Because Conklin has a national footprint for their insurance agency, we compete in a lot of different states. We're quite large. The problem I was facing with some of this was that we weren't doing local ads. So I was trying to put a net across the entire country and I just didn't have enough thread to make that net usable. Like everything was just kind of slipping in between. If you think of a big net and you think about your budget is how much thread you have to make that net. If you're making a smaller net, you can make smaller holes so things don't slip in between it. This is a weird metaphor, but this is how I think about budgeting is a big net. So if you're throwing your net over a smaller area, you can make a smaller net. And if you have more thread, you can make the net tighter so that less things slip through it. If you're making a really big net and you don't have the thread, then you're going to have really big holes in your net and a lot of things are going to slip through it. So that sort of became a problem was that we were competing in all of these different states on highly competitive uh, audiences. And I sort of had to reevaluate again, okay, is this where my efforts are best spent? Is this where my time is best spent? Is this where our budget is best spent? And eventually I came to realize that maybe pay-per-click advertising just isn't for us. So we have now put a pause on that and we are doubling down on organic traffic, which is really a lot of work for me. And, but it's totally worth it. We are starting to see our website getting more views, getting more click-throughs. 
So that is great. And what I mean by you know organic traffic, that means people are doing a Google search or they're following a Facebook link or they're looking at your videos on YouTube and they're clicking through to your website. So it, it can be a sort of a trial and error of what's working and then deciding, well, why isn't it working? And you just sort of have to you know test and then evaluate. So you test and analyze, test and analyze. And that's really the key of marketing is not being afraid to try things and then sort of evaluate, is it working? Is it not working? Why or why not? And then trying again. I mean, that's very, very insightful. And I think any member or any independent agent that's listening to this will take a lot um, from what you just shared especially because of your, your expertise your, and your knowledge, you're able, to, you're able to share a lot of information that people would take a lot of time to learn themselves, right? And that, I think, is the beauty of Chicagoland and the working relationship that Amanda and I have is that I'm able to take a lot of her learnings and her understanding from the Conklin side of the business and able to share that with a lot of our members when it comes to exploring avenues with their digital strategy. So paid advertising, we have tried it, not saying it doesn't work for everybody, but it didn't work for us and that's okay. But we were able to determine that and figure that out with, you know, Amanda's digital presence and marketing strategy and all of her planning that goes into all of that and make those changes. And as Amanda said, we're, we're seeing a lot of great traction coming in from these organic sources. So Amanda really touched on a lot of this in terms of, you know, the next steps after planning. I, I do want to just add yeah. one thing. I fully believe that a local agency would succeed more in paid advertising if that's the route they want to go, because then we're talking about what they call the last mile, where people have done all their research, they've done all of their you know, internet searching, they've read up on the topic, they know what they're looking for, and then they do the find this near me. And I think that's where local agent will really shine is that last mile advertising. And that's where I think the paid per clicks could become very useful. So I don't want people to be like, oh, you know, Conklin failed at paid per click. <laughs> but I think, you know, it, 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 every agency it's going to have a little bit different. I do believe in pay-per-click. I do believe in Google ads. I just believe that it's going to be more effective probably for local agents that are doing that last mile advertising of I am near you and I have these products and I have these services. So come to me because I'm your neighbor. I'm right here in your neighborhood. I'm within the, the last mile, so to speak, of your search. Absolutely, Amanda. And that's that's such a good point, too, that just because it didn't work on the Conklin side of things doesn't mean it, it won't work for everybody. And I, I think that's what's so important is before we go into planning is understanding and even the strategy portion of things, understanding your business model and are you how are you putting yourself out there? And really getting to know your business strategy and what your marketing strategy is, right? And when you go into the planning stage, you might say, you know, I really want to target people who are local to me and that are in my area. So that would be a good conversation to have and say, okay, this is what I'm thinking. Where should I, and I have some money set aside for, for my upcoming marketing or my upcoming calendar year for my marketing plan. Do you think this is a good idea in terms of targeting some of these, some targeting my neighbors? 
And that's a good conversation that I can have with you and we can say, okay, yeah, let's, let's test this out. Let's put a little bit of a test budget aside and we can, and we can go from there. Now, if you're, if you're feeling that taking on a paid advertising campaign is a lot, which many members do, because that's, that's a job, you know, that is, that is fully a job. As we know, Amanda is our, our full-time marketing gal and it's, it's a lot of work. So that's another good opportunity to say, okay, I'm really interested in running a paid Google ads campaign, but I just don't have the time. That is okay. We also have vendors that myself and SIAA National have vetted that can run these Google campaigns on your behalf and will provide you with monthly reporting and insights. And that's another opportunity for us to have a discussion. And again, that is a little bit more budget being put aside, but it is cheaper than hiring a full-time marketing person. So if you're in the interim and you don't have the budget for a, for a second person in the office or even a marketing person in the office, that's a good conversation for us to be having and to say, okay, let's set aside a little bit of extra budget in next year's marketing plan. And we can set that aside for a vendor who can handle your Google ads campaign. So that's definitely something that we can have a conversation with in the planning phase. So the last portion of this, which I know Amanda did touch a lot on, so I don't need to go too much in depth on this, but is really the execution phase. So it's putting pen to paper and making sure that you're holding yourself accountable. But now that you have your strategy and your plan all flushed out to make sure you're hitting those, those goals. So when we're talking about pen, putting pen to paper, it's making sure that, okay, if you said that my goal for this upcoming year is to increase sales by 10%, okay, then how are we going to do that? How are we going to do that based on our plan? Are we going to make sure that you're posting new blog content or are you posting on your social media pages more? Are you executing that paid advertising campaign? What does that look like, right? How are we making sure that you are holding yourself accountable to that? We're really going to be talking about time management and expectations. So in that planning stage, it is a good idea to sit down and say, okay, maybe once a month I'm posting a blog or I'm running a Google ads campaign that's going to run for the first quarter and then the second quarter, et cetera. So making sure that you also have somewhat of a content calendar that you're putting together to make sure that you are actually following through with your marketing plan. Not only do you have, should have a content calendar or some type of calendar that has all of these steps flushed out. So also making sure that you are able to measure the results of your digital strategy and, and this plan. So whether that looks like you have Google um, Analytics set up on your website and it you have those UTM parameters, or those tracking links set up across your social media pages, um, are you tracking reviews? Are you trying to gain more reviews on Google? You can track that month over month, um, making sure that you have all of this set up so that you can ultimately have those measurable results as we were talking about in the beginning of these podcasts, making sure that you're 
goals are all measurable. Well, it's important to make sure that once you put pen to paper that um, you can actually measure all of this and using these analytics tools tools can definitely help you. Um, So Amanda, when it comes to the execution piece for you, I know you you just talked a lot about kind of what you were doing year one versus year three, but how did you make sure that you have, once you put all of, once you put the plan in place that all of the pieces were working together to help you achieve those goals? So early on, our analytics were all over the place. Our, our website was one system. Our you know, email marketing was another system. We really didn't have a centralized place for social media. So we were literally going to Facebook, going to LinkedIn. Google Ads was its own thing. And that's a lot to try to, to track, organize, and reflect on. And what really has helped is that we got a CRM. I pushed for and researched a CRM that I liked, and we have been able to centralize all that information. So all of our website clicks, all of our social media clicks, uh, when we were doing the paid advertising, all came through the CRM, and our email marketing all came through the CRM, and we were able to see what people were clicking in those emails, and it's just been fantastic. So really, the CRM has been a lifesaver for being able to track and organize and reflect on what we're doing and what's working. I mean, you still we still have Google Analytics because sometimes one system will track something one way and another system will track another way. And Google Analytics obviously is very good at tracking Google. So I do recommend having that even if you have another place that's tracking your website clicks. Uh, but yeah, I don't know how much better I can sing the praises of getting that CRM to sort of track the customer journey, like who's coming to the website, if they fill out a form, now we've captured their information, and the CRM will all tell us if they come back. So they might fill out a form on Monday, and then two weeks later, I'll be like, well, they're back on the website, you know, and I can sort of follow up with our agents and with our sales teams and be like, hey, you know, this person came back, they're obviously still interested. Where are we with the conversation with them? Or, you know, they were looking at car insurance page and now they're looking at a life insurance page. Maybe have somebody reach out with some life information. And they've also been able to do a lot of automation so that when they do fill out that form, you know, I get notified and I notify the appropriate salesperson, whether it's life or commercial or personal, so that they're following up with them. But they also then get an email saying, hey, welcome to Conklin Insurance Agency. I put out all of our marketing materials of how awesome we are. (laughs) I give them some links to other things on the website. I tell them what the next steps are. And then they also will get another email in like a week saying, hey, have you thought about this? Or here's a blog that's relevant to, you know, the page that you filled the form out on. It's just been fantastic to see people sort of go through that automation. So CRMs, I know it's a lot. You know, you've got your agency management system, and now we're telling you to get another system. But it is. It's so much easier to be able to put all of that into a central system where you can track your leads, track your prospects, track the customer journey, and really see what's going on with them and being able to follow up with them appropriately in real time and meeting them where they are is just fantastic. And it's a good opportunity too. If you're spending money on your marketing plan, you want to make sure that you're able to 
account for your results. And a CRM is a great way to do that. And there's a number of different CRMs that you can use and, and a number of them are low cost. There are some that are insurance industry specific that have a higher cost, but can integrate with your agency management system. So there are a lot of options in terms of CRMs. But again, Amanda, you're completely right. They're hugely important, especially when it comes to measuring the success of your digital strategy. I know we've we've talked a lot about all of these different steps, but it's so important for members and independent agents to know that all of these steps need to work together cohesively to ensure that you're hitting those goals and that your business goals. I think a lot of folks forget sometimes that their digital presence is essentially just an, is an online extension of their business. It's not just, oh, I'm going to be posting on my Facebook page once a week just because. It's no, we post with intention and make sure that everything that you're putting out there with your business and with your name online is a portrayal of who you are and who your business is. It's so important just because so many people these days are doing their research online before they're even contacting you. Making sure that your digital strategy and your marketing plan aligns exactly with your business goals. And again, as we've talked about a lot, making sure everything is 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 authentic, is authentic to you and to your business. So I can't I can't stress that enough. But I know we, this is a long episode, so thanks for bearing with us. <laughs> Amanda, I'm not sure if there's anything that you have that you want to wrap up with, but I think this is a great place to start. And if any members want to sit down and discuss their 2023 digital strategy plan, um, I'm, I'm here for you. I think we hit on all of the main topics we wanted to hit on. As you said, the episode is running a little bit longer than we typically try to cut them off so i think this is a great place to stop be sure to check out below the podcast for links to resources and definitely if you have questions reach out to kelsey if it's a marketing specific question kelsey can bring me in on the conversation and we will see you guys next month